Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We've been reading in the book of Deuteronomy. Now, last time we read Deuteronomy chapter 6. Now, chapter 6 was about obeying God and prospering. He's telling them that if they will obey Him and follow Him, they will prosper. Now we're ready to read Deuteronomy chapter 7. Deuteronomy chapter 7 is going to be, it's going to have some warnings and then some promises from God. Now, this is Deuteronomy chapter 7. I am reading in the Amplified Bible. When the Lord your God brings you into the land which you are entering to possess and has cleared away many nations before you, the Hittite and the Girgashite, and the Amorite, and the Canaanite, and the Perizzite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite, seven nations greater and mightier than you. And when the Lord your God gives them over to you and you defeat them, then you shall utterly destroy them. You shall not make a covenant treaty with them, nor show mercy and compassion to them. You shall not intermarry with them. You shall not give your daughter to his son, nor shall you take his daughter for your son. For they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods. Then the anger of the Lord will be kindled and burn against you, and he will quickly destroy you. But this is how you shall deal with them. You shall tear down their altars and smash to pieces their sacred pillars, and cut down their asherim, symbols of the goddess Asherah, sorry, that's Asherah, I believe, and burn their carved or sculpted images in the fire. For you are a holy people, set apart to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be a people for his own possession, that is, his very special treasure. The Lord did not love you and choose you because you were greater in number than any of the other peoples, for you were the fewest of all peoples. But because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath which he swore to your fathers, The Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed, bought you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Therefore, know without any doubt and understand that the Lord your God, He is God, the faithful God who is keeping His covenant and His steadfast loving kindness to a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments, but repays those who hate him to their faces by destroying them. He will not hesitate with him who hates him. He will repay him to his face. Therefore, you shall keep, follow, obey the commandment and the statutes and judgments precepts which I am commanding you today. Here again, this is a bit of an extension from chapter 6, warning them to make sure that they do these things which God is commanding them. Notice he's telling them not to 
intermingle with these other nations, with these other peoples, because it will corrupt them. It will corrupt them spiritually. They will want to worship other gods and follow other practices. So he's telling them to make sure that they tear down those altars and smash those pillars, break down those symbols of these other pagan gods. And it's interesting to see that the Lord does not love them and choose them because they are the greatest. In other words, he chose them. He says, you were the fewest. They were the smallest. They were weakest. They were enslaved. But he chose them to prove himself through them, to show himself to the world through them. He doesn't specifically say that here, but that is the implication. That's why he chose them. They were weak. They were enslaved. And much as he chooses us, because we are not perfect. We're not the best. But he chooses us and he works through us, showing himself through us when we will follow him and do what he wants us to do. And that's what he's telling them. Again, it's kind of an extension of chapter 6. He's telling them to be sure and follow his commands, to pay attention to what he's telling them, to do these things correctly, and that they will be redeemed. You know, they've been redeemed. I'm sorry, they've been redeemed. That he is faithful, that he is keeping his covenant, and he will keep his covenant and show them kindness to a thousand generations on down. But, face to face, he's saying face to face, he will destroy those who hate him. He will repay them to their face. And that means up front, personal, and that is something to be aware of as well. And so his last line there in verse 11, Therefore you shall keep the commandment and the statutes and judgments which I am commanding you today, so you will not be destroyed. So he's definitely stressing to them what they need to do. Let's continue on. Then it shall come about, because you listen to these judgments and keep and do them, that the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the steadfast loving kindness which he swore to your fathers. He will love you and bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your land, your grain and your new wine and your olive oil, the offspring of your cattle, and the young of your flock in the land which he swore to your fathers to give you. You shall be blessed above all peoples, There will be no male or female barren, childless, infertile among you or among your cattle. The Lord will take away from you all sickness, and he will not subject you to any of the harmful diseases of Egypt which you have known, but he will impose them on all those who hate you. And you shall consume all the peoples whom the Lord your God will give over to you. Your eye shall not pity them, nor shall you serve their gods, 
for that would be a deadly trap to you. We have to remember these people were serving the Baals, these, and this, what was this, Asherah? Let me get the name right. Hold on, I'm sorry. And Asherah, Asherah. So they're worshiping these gods. They're sacrificing their children to these gods. And some people want to water that down now and say, oh, no, that's not really what was going on. But the fact is, we know that's what was going on. We know because that's what the Bible tells us, and that's what historically has been known in the past. Human sacrifice has occurred. We know it has occurred in the, in the past in a lot of um, cultures. That's the word I'm looking for. So it's happened. You know, I think it was the, uh, the Mayans that also did it. Can't remember for sure if the Aztec did. It's possible I could even have them reversed, but they definitely did practice human sacrifice. And we know that th- these people, that God is concerned with them not mixing with and not intermarrying and driving them out and destroying their nations, these people were practicing human sacrifice, and they were even going so far as to sacrifice their children. And this is something that God mentions many times in telling the children of Israel not to be like them. So let's continue. If you say in your heart, these nations are greater than I am, how can I dispossess them? You shall not be afraid of them. You shall remember with confidence what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all Egypt. The great trials which you saw with your own eyes and the signs, the wonders, the mighty hand and the outstretched arm by which the Lord your God brought you out. So shall the Lord your God do to all the peoples of whom you are afraid. Moreover, the Lord your God will send the hornet, and they say this is his terror, against them until those who are left and hide themselves from you perish. You shall not dread them, for the Lord your God is in your midst, a great and awesome God. The Lord your God will clear away these nations before you little by little. You will not be able to put an end to them quickly, for if you did, the wild animals would become too numerous for you. But the Lord your God will hand them over to you and will confuse them with a great panic until they are destroyed. And he will hand over their kings to you and you will make their name perish from under heaven. No man will be able to stand before you until you have destroyed them. You shall burn the carved and sculpted images of their gods in the fire. You shall not covet the silver or gold that is on them, nor take it for yourselves, so that you will not be ensnared by it in a deadly trap. For it is an abomination, repulsive to the Lord your God. You shall not bring an abomination, idol, into your house, and like it come under the ban, doomed to destruction. You shall utterly detest, and you shall utterly hate it, for it is something banned. Now you may wonder why God 
is so against these carved and sculpted images of their gods and the fact that they have silver and gold on them and he doesn't want them to have anything to do with those because of the awful, horrible rituals they were doing, because of the cruel sacrifices and the wrong things they were doing and that are associated with those idols. That's why he's calling them an abomination and he's saying, do not bring them in. You know, do not be associated with them in any way. Even the money, the silver and gold, that technically we know the silver and gold could be melted down and used for another purpose. He's saying, it's not even worth it. It's just not worth it. Do not covet it. Do not want it. Do not have anything to do with any of that. So don't even profit, okay? And this is something to think about. Don't even profit from this repulsive, awful practice. So it's something to realize there are things to think about that in life today when when crimes are happening, when things that are really bad are going on in the world. We should not even covet or want the money from that. That's how bad it is. Even were we to come into it, we should not want that money or anything associated with those awful acts, whatever whatever they may be. And in this case, they were an abomination to the Lord, so they were pretty horrible. So it's something to think about and remember that none of these things, these evil things, and profit from evil, such as, like I said, silver and gold, remember that's just earthly profit, None of that is worth taking in and having it, it says, be ensnared by it, a deadly trap. Don't, you know, don't be entrapped by that, that desire for that, that worldly riches. And, and then being complicit in this abomination, in these repulsive acts. And I think that applies, like I'm saying, back to criminal things and, and other horrible things that happen in the world. We should not want to profit from any of those things. So, that is the end of chapter 7 of Deuteronomy. And so this is warnings from God and promises of God. So it's, it's both. It's good things. He's promising to fight for them, to help give them the land. Notice that he's going to give them the land a little at a time. He's not just going to clear it all at once. If he killed all the people all at once, the land would be overrun by different animals and and nature. Nature would reclaim everything because it would take them years to come in and and build and and you know and take take over everything. So he's saying he's going to give it to them a little bit at a time. Plus, if you think about it, they need to come in and kind of build up their confidence and faith in God by following Him over time and letting Him show them His victory for them and let Him win this land out for Him. You know, over time, as we work and go through things and we have success, it builds our confidence it can build your confidence in God, and it also builds your confidence in yourself. The main thing here is that he wants them to have confidence and belief in him. He's assuring them that he's going to take care of them and do these things. So 
It's very important for him to build their faith. And that's what a large part of this was. But there was also the practical side that if he just cleared the land of all the people all at once, then there would be a certain amount of animals and nature that would want to fill in that gap until they could come in and actually control all the land. And they're going to need some time to do that anyway. So that's just a normal process. It would take people some time to to move into a foreign land and really get control of everything. So that's just from a practical human standpoint. So I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.